Oh, that one's actually kind of good. I'll give you. I'll, I'll do that one. What yeah. did you do you that? First I would do that shit. Yeah, I, I do it on both sides. I'm like, you know what, Beals, we, we're gonna suck. We get three good guards. We'll take it. A first round pick or two. We'll take it. I would love that. And to be honest, that move for Portland though, it brings him to a whole nother level. Damon Beal. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Juan from the Max and Juan cast. What's up, everybody? It's Max. Man, I can't wait to get into this one, bro. It's a much-needed NBA talk. NBA indeed, man. A little bit of injury talk, MVP. A little bit of trade predictions, Max. I can't wait. I hope it's a busy trade deadline. I feel like recently it's kind of been underwhelming. We get the big trades earlier in the year. Like, remember when uh, I almost said LaMelo, when Carmelo Anthony... He played for the West All-Stars, and he gets traded like a week later to the Knicks. <laughs> and like the whole All-Star weekend was, will Melo be traded or not? Exactly. And usually it starts up by the by the All-Star game, to be honest. Maybe since they added that rule, remember, they changed it where the All-Star game, or excuse me, they changed it where the trade deadline's a week before. So that shit won't happen anymore with like you at the Western All-Star, you straight to the East right after. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's been a little slower. I don't know. I it seems like it'd be more busy considering all the people demanding trades. Exactly. Well, let's start off with the big news. All right. It's sad in L.A. right now. LeBron James out three to four weeks. I saw it live, bro, and I was hurt. I was like, oh, shit. That looked bad. That one looked legit. And you're, you're expecting LeBron to be superhuman and just bounce back up. And he, he I mean, he really didn't. He was walking with a limp. I know he made the three and then he came out of the game, but it could have been a lot worse. So that's all I'm thankful for. It wasn't worse. This is the first time I can remember LeBron getting hurt for this long period of time. It's weird to see. He's Superman. Other than, I think he had a hip flexor or something. He got hurt, uh, banged up a few games in Miami. He took some games off. He had the two weeks in Cleveland where he just didn't want to play and he was fatigued and shit. Remember that when he, right when he got there? <laughs> yeah and yeah and then he had the groin thing with the lakers yeah that was that was a how, how long was he out for that one probably about a month right month and a half and it, it i kind of seemed like he didn't rush back from that one i'll just say that yeah but this one is big dude because we already know anthony davis is out and that brings up the question is this gonna speed up the timetable of ad's return do you think AD's very badly injured or they're just being extra cautious because it's that Achilles tendon? I would say extra cautious because that's something that you just have to stay off of it. You can't play. This might be the worst case scenario because now AD might be rushed back. Because if I'm AD and the Lakers lose five in a row, they go from third to like fifth in the seeding. I know this thing doesn't matter for the Lakers. But... At some point, he needs to get back out there anyway just to get his rhythm back, his timing, get back into shape. And maybe they rush him back a game or two too early, relapse, and then he's probably done for the year. That's worst-case scenario. But they've been cautious with AD. He's He was supposed to miss a month. It's been, what, a month and a half now? They're going to reevaluate him in two weeks or two to three weeks. So it's been a while. He should be back pretty soon. Yeah, man, it's going to be really tough without your two best players. Seems like the Lakers have just been dealing with a bunch of injuries this year slash COVID situations. It's a rough time. Um, do you think, are they are they going to stay above waters with these two injuries? 
I have more faith this year than I would have last year. But maybe if they can go four and six, five and five, that's a huge win. Because you still got Schroeder. You still have Montrez Harrell, maybe. Talks of trading him today. You'll get Gasol back. Kyle Kuzma's got to be just feeling himself right now. He's like, dude, I'm top dog again. Kuzmania's back. <laughs> all the all the fake Laker fans are going to say Kuz is the guy again. Yeah, he can very easily just start chucking up those shots like like he was back on those bad Laker teams. <laughs> I mean, we lost to the Hawks without LeBron by five. And then we who else did we lose to? Um, Sunday, we lost to the Suns by, I think, 15. But it was a close game. Lakers were in that game. They were bound by eight, six, ten. But like they're still competitive without those two guys, which is a just a testament to how good the roster is compared to years past where it's just LeBron AD and three shooters, no one who can really do anything, the ghost of Danny Green. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's a tough situation for the Lakers. I I, I hope this doesn't affect them to the point where they're outside the playoffs. I'm on the boat where as long as they make it to the playoffs, they'll be fine. But thinking about it right now, man, the world is kind of slowly moving on from COVID. I mean, I seen Texas is 100% capacity. There's no mask mandated over there. And we just got news today that the NFL draft is going to have fans. So I don't know what's going to happen with the NBA. I don't know if they're going to start letting, you know, a lot of fans in. I already know some arenas have some type of fans there, but. Man, if all of a sudden they switch it up and fans are allowed back in the building and the Lakers are a seven seed or even a a six seed and they don't have home court advantage, that's going to suck. I think letting fans back in is a stupid move before the playoffs because you're just going to open yourself up more to COVID. And you don't want a playoff series to be decided by, oh, man, look, Kawhi tested positive for COVID. He's got to sit out four days and the playoff series goes from 2-0 to like 3-2. to you don't want that shit to happen. I think it's just better the whole year. I know they need the revenue. It's a tough situation. But you know what? People aren't working right now. People are struggling. It's just a shitty situation all around. Man, it really sucks that there's been so much of this season ruined by COVID and injuries. It seems like, what, the last week and a half, so many injuries. LaMelo Ball, Giannis, Embiid, we, we kind of teased it and made a joke about it on Instagram. But, like, it sucks he got hurt. Yeah, it does suck that he got hurt. But the the whole COVID situation, I don't know if you heard this, but they're actually, you know, easing down on some of the protocols for some of the players who who have already got their vaccine. Yeah, I saw that. I just slippery slope, man. It's a slippery slope. It is. It is. But there there's ways you can work around it. Yes, I I don't see them having a hundred percent capacity in these arenas back to normal with courtside seats. But you've seen what the NFL did. There were some teams who didn't have, you know, no fans throughout the whole season. And then a team like the Buffalo Bills all of a sudden had fans. Like, I can easily see that come playoff time for the NBA. It's not it's it's not far-fetched. You make a good point. It's just I, I don't want to take the risk. I don't want the season to be decided by COVID. I think it already is, though. Don't you think? It, it kind of it's already on that path. I, I don't mean, think anything... I don't think COVID has really changed anything that would have happened. I like. I don't think the Portland Trailblazers would have been the three seed without COVID, or something like that. I think it's it's been up and down, but the best teams are still the best teams. But when you get in that playoff series, that's when it's really starts to scare me. Say even the playing game. Say Memphis 
lose his job for the playoff game because of COVID test. Their season's over, and they can maybe make a run, and you never want to count a team out. Yeah, I would say this. The one thing that the NFL has over the NBA is that at least in the NFL, you have a week prior to each game. NBA, exactly. it's it's day by day. So if a guy tests positive, he's out indefinitely. Like there's no chance of him, you know, testing negative in, in a couple of days. That's what the NFL had going for them. It's going to be tough, bro. We're going to see how it plays out. I hope I hope there's no COVID test and the yeah. bubble was such a success, but it's just they don't want to do it anymore. I don't blame them. I get it sucks. Yeah. And, man, COVID's been creeping up into everyone's conversation for about a year and a half already. But <laughs> let's up. move on. Um, I want to kind of stay on the LeBron injury and kind of flip it and talk about some other injuries that have been going on in the NBA since the last time we spoke about the NBA. Uh, Joel Embiid, did we call it? Like I said earlier, we kind of did. I mean, it's just Embiid. It's it's always something like that. He's just such a massive human being. You're 7'2", 280. We see those guys break down all the time. And with Embiid, he's had numerous surgeries, numerous tears, broken bones. It's scary. Anytime that guy falls, everyone in Philadelphia is probably gasping there. Like, <laughs> gasping yeah. for air. It's like, oh, my God, what happened? You said it right, bro. He's just a large human being, and it's kind of like the Yao Ming effect. Like, those guys just get hurt a lot. That's the reality of it. And it's it's very hard for anyone to have a, a logical thought of MB playing a full season. It's just not logical to me. The guy's big. Like, those guys just wind up getting hurt. It's kind of like the AD situation. AD, in a sense, like, you freaking hold your breath every time this dude falls down. Because when well, no, he falls down, it's every he game. falls hard. It's every game with him. Every game he limps. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, my hip, my back, my neck. It's like, oh, my gosh. Bro. My neck and my back. Yeah. <laughs> the dude's like the crackhead from Friday. My neck and my back. But look, this is how it's gone. <laughs> Just going to the MVP stuff. It went from, oh, it's Embiid's award, injury two weeks. Oh, LeBron's going to take control. LeBron's out. Oh, maybe Giannis has a case. He sprained his knee. They're going to be conservative with it. Yeah. I'd be kind of surprised if they rushed them back for no reason. So now you're kind of left with what? Harden, Chris, Paul, Jokic? I've, unless LeBron comes back in two weeks, this award just got like wide open. I did a I did a sound effect. I don't know why. It's like they can see me, but it's just <laughs> wide open. No, it definitely is, man. I think it's it's opening up the doors for guys that probably wouldn't have had a chance, but a guy that comes to mind for me, Jimmy Butler. I mean, Jimmy Butler's numbers, have you looked at him from the from the games that he's played? He's averaging 21 8 and 7 and then he's averaging two steals a game. Like, I think it's obvious that when Jimmy Butler is healthy, this Heat team is completely different. He's been known to put a team on his back. Like, he's no stranger to just carrying a team up and down the court. I know Miami has good players, but Jimmy Butler's a different dude. He brings a different energy to a team. He's gotten hate for just wanting to win, and he's been right every time. Yeah. What's your um, temperature on Dame Dalla? What do you think about him? I think he has a chance, man. He's dude. Portland has had a lot of injuries. McCullum with the fractured was it ankle or foot? Yeah, he missed a lot of time. He just came back. Dame literally destroyed the Pelicans. Oh my gosh! I was watching last week. Zion, Dame, Pelicans are up by like twenty. I turn the channel, come back. Pelicans are only up by like six. 
And Dame just took over. Brandon Ingram misses free throws, and Dame just iced the game. I was like, oh, my gosh, man. This is the most clutch guy in the league right now. He's ridiculous, bro. And he has the numbers to back it up. He's averaging 34 and 7. Like, man. They don't have the record. Yeah, the the record, record, but ever since Russell Westbrook triple double boy won it that one year, (laughs) it's like there's no problem. Get to the fourth seed. TD boy. (laughs) Here's another thing, though. I think this if there's one year a record won't matter, it'll be this year due to the COVID. Yeah, you know, people will be like, "Oh, look, they lost four games this week." Well, they had three players out. Like, okay, it's not his fault. Yeah, most definitely. The injuries opened up. This race, and they opened up the rookie of the year race. We'll get on that later, but I think Jokic has the strongest case right now, especially if he can carry Denver maybe to like the four seed. Shit, maybe even Donovan Mitchell starts getting some hype with Utah being the one seed. Yeah. And your boy Chris Paul, you Chris made the Paul. case, and I saw Bleacher Report was like, Well, does Chris Paul have a case? It's like, wow, just right after we did it, huh? I know. Stop listening. Stop Called listening. That shit. <laughs> but yeah, I, to be honest, I don't I don't think Chris Paul doesn't he doesn't have the numbers to really back it up. People are always looking at numbers, but if you go by the definition most valuable player, I truly think it's Chris Paul. But that's besides the point. Uh, that award goes ties into a lot more other things. Uh I think Jokic is going to win it though. If I had to put some money down right now with all the injuries, Jokic is playing amazing, bro. And like you said, the record is probably not going to matter. We all expected Jamal Murray to take that leap in the superstardom, and it's been a Jamal Murray up and down year, so typical. Jokic is the only thing keeping Denver in the playoff picture. Without him, I I don't even think they'd be a playoff team. Yeah. Michael Porter, he's good. He's so young, though. You can't really count on him yet. It's just, man, when Jokic is on his game, and I'm it's not like he's inconsistent, but I'm saying like there's games where he's like really on his game. He's got 40, 10, and like 15. He's a special player. Yeah, he is so unique. The one downfall about him is his defense. That's it. But he is so phenomenal on the offensive end. He's such a unique player. He's a playmaker. He can rebound the ball decently. And you know what he brings to the table as scoring-wise. He has the shot outside. He has, he's real crafty in the low post. He has it all, bro. He's he's a phenomenal player. So you brought up LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball is out for the season with a wrist injury. Okay. Uh, a lot of people thought, for the most part, that he was going to win Rookie of the Year. Other people like Max, obviously, like Halliburton. But this definitely opens the door for another rookie, regardless. So, number one, before we start getting into that, are the Hornets going to be affected by this at all? Do you think they could have made a late playoff push with, with LaMelo? They're already in the playoffs. I don't think they need him to make the push. This is The one thing it's going to do is Devontae Graham is going to show what kind of made him kind of like the Cinderella story of the NBA last year. LaMelo took the ball out of his hands. Devontae Graham needs the ball in his hands if he's going to do anything. He can score in bunches when he gets hot. I know he can't finish around the rim for shit. But when you looked at the Hornets team, they had a lot of good guards. They had Rozier. Malik Monk, he's been good this year. He's going to get more opportunities. LaMelo, yeah. Devontae, he's good. They had four good guards. When we were, I watched the Lakers versus the Hornets last week. They took him out of the game around nine minutes, and I've been noticing that. I've watched some Hornets games here and there. They take him out for the fourth quarter, like the last nine minutes, and don't let him play. 
And part of that is because he's atrocious on defense. And yeah, he'll make a steal, he'll give a little effort. But if there's like a defensive mess up, it kind of starts with him. Yeah, I get what you're saying. My effort to watch the Hornets now is, you know, way down just because they don't have LaMelo. I would love to see the Hornets in the playoffs and see LaMelo ball. I I think he's fun to watch. But like we said, that brings up the question, who's going to win the award now? Because it's not going to be LaMelo ball. I would say Halliburton's in the running. Anthony Edwards is showing some signs of life. I know he had 43. Football player? Football boy had a great game. He's a good player. He's not a bust. I, I've seen some signs of life. He can't shoot for shit. He really can't shoot. But when he goes to the rim, he's a special player. He's so strong. He's so athletic. But look, he's a rookie. He has these games. He's up and down. Like He had 40, but I think he took like 33 shots or something outrageous, which isn't good. But at least you're seeing signs. And I think Wiseman, he's out of the award. I liked him early on. I still like him a lot. But I think there's a big learning curve for him. I would expect a lot more next year. Yeah, I, I think it comes down to Halliburton and Anthony Edwards. And at the end of it, I think Anthony Edwards is going to win it. He's just more of a flashy player. He has the you know the dunking ability, and he's putting up like forty point games and shit. But the Wolves suck. Like that's what I. That's that's my whole thing. Is like <laughs> that's the, what you take away. Yeah, like like the Wolves suck, bro. It's just like, geez, who funny. else is going to score? <laughs> It'll be funny when they get what's his name back, D'Lo. Get, get another score because that's what this team needs, right? I know another score. I know, jeez. But yeah, Lamelo Ball out for the season sucks, man. Because he was he was cool to watch. Uh, you know what else sucks? The Houston Rockets. Before <laughs> tonight, right now, before we started recording, Max said, "Hey, you know the Rockets won, right?" I was like, "Jeez, about fucking time, bro." <laughs> what what was you, their losing streak? Twenty happy. straight, twenty twenty straight. That's some calf shit after LeBron left. <laughs> What's the problem with the Rockets? Do they just suck, or what, what is it? Because I don't think their roster yes. is horrible. Uh, no, their coach isn't great. He's a first year coach. He's learning a lot. I honestly think James Harden just zapped this team's soul from the moment he stepped on the court and didn't want to be there. I know I'm blaming Harden. I know. One, they don't have a lot of talent. Oladipo, he's not that great anymore. He's good. John Wall's coming off an injury. Christian Wood was banged up for a lot of that stretch. Oladipo, he's okay. But they're starting guys like Kevin Porter, Ben McLemore, Kenya Martin Jr. Christian Wood was banged up for most of the 20-game losing streak. There's not a deep roster. They, they basically just had it all in like the P.J. Tucker, Aaron Gordon, Eric Gordon. Excuse me. He's not playing. This roster's not that good. Uh, to to be honest, I I kind of called this in in our NBA predictions. Like I didn't think they were gonna be that good. I I didn't think Wall was gonna be something amazing. I kind of already knew in the whole. Hey, he had a triple double tonight. Oh First one since sixteen. God. Yeah, so he's five good. years. Great. But Jimmy Butler averaging twenty one eight and seven, and just because those are not tens, he's a bad player. But that's besides I, the point. You're making my case. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really uh, – it's nothing that wasn't expected, at least for my opinion. Uh, everyone knew that James Harden was going to get traded and this team was going to suck. Okay. Um, <laughs> they, yeah. Christian Wood, Christian Wood kind of pissed me off. They didn't piss me off, but kind of like, why would you say that? He was complaining that he should be playing more in crunch time. 
Like, yeah, I understand you're, everyone's talking about you, you know what I mean? And they haven't won a game since you played and shit, but, like, bro, you haven't done anything, all right? Like, you've had a couple good stretches, all right? Don't, uh, don't try to act like you're some great player and already, like, established. It, it just kind of pissed me off, man. To me, like, let's see some more consistency, you know what I mean? I've been watching them the whole year. The chemistry with this team's not that good. Part of it's because they've had so many moving pieces. Oladipo comes in. Wall can't play back-to-backs. Wood got banged up. The chemistry's just not there, and they all kind of get frustrated with each other, and that's what happens when you're on a shitty team and the losses like <laughs> pile up, especially 20 straight losses. That's pretty freaking bad. I haven't seen that losing streak in a while. Yeah, and the coach was so, like, he was demoralized, bro. Did you see his press conference? No, I didn't. What what was this press conference? Literally, they were like, hey, um, how does it feel to, like, basically asking him, how does it feel to lose 20 in a row? And he just, like, <laughs> paused. Like, it took him, like, a good seven seconds to answer. He was, like, bad. Like, it feels bad. I was like, bro. <laughs> I mean, like, I he's, bet, like, demoralized. That's... His head was down the whole time. I felt sorry for him, bro. <laughs> I mean, that's tough. But you, I mean, don't lose 20 in a row. How about that? Exactly. Well, I mean, it's not all. It's not all on the coach. The roster is not. No, good. no. All of it's on James Harden. No. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I feel bad for those strip clubs, bro. In Houston, just going through a rough time. <laughs> That's the real the money ain't here. there. I know. I mean, how about the, let's do this. Let's let's go on the flip side of a twenty game losing streak. I don't think there's been a team more on fire than the Hawks. Yeah, they've been super hot, man. They haven't lost the game. Since after the All-Star game, they've been absolutely killing it. Nate McMillan got that team rolling. And before tonight, uh, they were on like an eight-game winning streak, I think. They they just lost to the Clippers tonight. They were up like 24-2, and Kawhi was just like, yeah, I think it's time I become a cyborg. I'll take care of this shit. Don't worry. <laughs> it's like Lloyd Pierce never left. No, they've been great. Trey Young, he's playing good. I like Capella on this team. Dude, the only guy I don't like on this team is someone I actually like, if that makes sense. I don't think John Collins is, like, meant for this team. Bro, <laughs> we're going to get into that a little bit later, but I completely agree with you. Um, One big thing that's missing from this team that a lot of people forget, and I know you're a big fan of him, DeAndre Hunter. Like, he got hurt in January, and I think he would have been a big help for this team. But regardless, bro, they're getting it together. I think the biggest part of it is just veteran leadership from Nate McMillan. That's who they needed. They needed a guy who doesn't take any shit and just a veteran presence. I mean, that's the best way to say it. I was going to say, it's Nate McMillan. He's not an amazing coach. He's not a bad coach, but he's steadying. He's had his ups and downs. He kind of just, he's got the answers. He's got some answers for the Hawks. It's like, oh, what do we do when we're on like a losing streak? It's like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to make some adjustments. I mean, Lloyd Pierce was a train wreck. I hate to say it. And everyone was like, oh, you'll be sorry. It's like, dude, he, he sucked. He didn't coach that team good at all. There was a lot of talent on that team. And the team just didn't like him. It didn't take long for reports to say that Trey Young and John Collins just hated the dude. I mean, that's weird. When those reports come out a lot, and it's not just one guy. It's like, if you if you beef with your star, I get it. You know, yeah. players beef. Phil Jackson beefed with Kobe. Shaq beefed with Pat Riley. But when, like, three guys, four guys, shit, even, like, like, and especially your two starters. Like, shit's crazy. And, like, 
we're not saying anything like rocket science. There's been many reports John Collins might get traded. This shit's been going on for three years. I think what, two years maybe? Yeah, yeah. And I saw I watched John Collins warm up before a Laker game one time, and I was blown away just the level of athleticism. But I feel like if you're gonna have John Collins on your team, you can't play the Trey Young touches the ball twenty seconds out the shot clock. Yeah, it's just it's it's really crazy, bro. I heard a story about Trey Young that was mind blowing. Is that literally his so what Lloyd Pierce did during a meeting he told he told everyone on the team um basically in front of everyone he uh he called out Trey Young and was like hey you got to start passing to your teammates you got to start getting guys involved you know you got to do this you got to do that Trey Young took it literally and he did not shoot the ball like he literally passed the ball almost every time he touched it just to like you know, say like, fuck you. Like, you want me to pass? Okay, I'll pass. Like, kind of deal. And to me, it was just like, man, like, that's toxic. That's toxic behavior right there. What are you, 10 years old? <laughs> like, come on. Like, seriously, what are you, 10? Figure this shit out. Like, I just don't think it was a good match. And what you said about DeAndre Hunter, he came back tonight. I don't know if you saw, he only played like eight minutes or like 10 minute minute restriction. Yeah. Well, but if they get him back, even if they get 80% of DeAndre Hunter back, that's big for them. Exactly. Yeah, DeAndre Hunter is big, bro. And they got some big tests coming up. They already played the Clippers tonight, which unfortunately they lost, like we said. But they got a couple of big tests coming up. They got to play the Suns, and they got to play the Nuggets. So those are those are two good teams. So I want to do this transition since we, we are on the Hawks. But I want to go to a couple of our trade trade predictions. And this is in honor of... The trade deadline coming up. So, you know, we want to have some fun and have a little trade pred- uh, predictions here. We don't think these are going to happen, but these are trades that we personally thought of and would like to see happen. And we feel like makes sense for both teams. So my first trade is in involving the Atlanta Hawks. And the first question you got to bring up when you, before before you're doing this trade is what direction does this team want to go? Do you want to wait for the Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter era to to come alive and be like, you know what? Like we're good this year. Um we caught fire. We like Nate McMillan. Let's just roll with, you know, roll with the crew, you know, cuz John Collins is on a one-year deal. But if you want to go all in this year and you feel like you got something, okay? DeAndre Hunter comes back like Max said and you know, he gets healthy and he starts going on a roll. And there's a guy that we brought up, John Collins, who me and Max feel like doesn't really fit all that much. I got a trade, man, to take him to the next level. So. This shit better not be for Bradley Beal. It isn't. Is definitely God, for Bradley Beal. I hate Beal. you. I hate <laughs> you. That's not happening. Look, I would love to see this happen. It would be crazy for Bradley Beal to be on the Hawks. But. The Hawks will be giving up the Neil Gallinari, your boy Cam Reddish, <laughs> and John Collins for Bradley Beal. Can can I at least get like a first round pick too? Yeah. You can throw right, in a first round you. pick. Would you do that trade right. if you're Atlanta? Yeah, I wouldn't do it if I was Washington though. Really? Yeah. I get Washington's roster sucks and like they need some good players. I don't think Reddish is good. Danilo's old. Who's the other one he threw in there? Collins. He's good. That's the only good one I, yeah. I kind of like. 
But I'm not a big fan of the Russ John Collins connection. I, well, maybe maybe Russ on a bad team's all like he needs to like reinvent himself. <laughs> and there's look, even though you're not a big fan of Cam Reddish, some people are still have some stock in him. <laughs> are those the same people who still think he's gonna be the next Paul George? <laughs> exactly. Please, please. Oh, Bro, I was man. out on Cam Reddish when I saw him do a double spin move and it like he threw the ball off like the top of the backboard. Yeah. And my friend Pat calls me and goes, Ten give me like two years he's in the D League. The G League, excuse <laughs> me. I was like, that's a little overreaction. Oh man. Well, I got one more. I got one more Bradley Beal one. Okay. Let me get it over with. Cause I know you don't think that Bradley Beal is gonna get traded. But <laughs> this one's involving Portland. Okay. Favorite Trailblazers. What the heck? Yeah, Trailblazers, oh bro. Can I guess it? Can I guess it? You're going to go CJ, Nazir Little, and two first-round picks no. for Beal. No. Oh, really? I'm going CJ McCollum. That's part of it. Okay. I'm glad he's in there. Simmons, Afrini. Anfrini. Alfrini, excuse me. Gary Anfrini. Trent Jr. and a first-round pick for Bradley Beal. Oh, that one's actually kind of good. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll do that one. What yeah. did you do that? Two first I would do that shit. Yeah. I, I do it on both sides. I'm like, you know what? Beals, we, we're going to suck. We get three good guards. We'll take it. To a first-round pick or two, we'll take it. I would love that. And to be honest, that move for Portland, though, it brings them to a whole nother level. Damon Beal. I feel like, though, the biggest problem with Portland still going to be there, though. Like the lack of defense and lack of depth. Bradley but Beals I guess a you defender, get those though. Two. He can guard. Yeah, but you're giving up, like, three other guys. So, like, you got to maybe get, like, Raul Neto back or someone just to hold the fort. Uh, it's, I mean, Simmons is just a low-graded player, but Gary Trent Jr. is really just a shooter. Do you like Trent? Are you a big fan of Trent? <sighs> I mean, he's a good story, but I don't see him as anything amazing, you know? He's a, he's a good trade piece to have. <laughs> he's averaging 15 points a game, but I just... I don't buy into it because, one, he's shooting, like, eight threes a game. Yeah. Shooting at 40%, which is good. But to me, he's just too reliant on others to get himself going. Like, I wouldn't really touch him. And when you play with Portland, you're not going to get that much. Yeah. Like, you get so many offensive opportunities. It's not that worth it. Exactly. Like, I see games where he's, like, four for eight, six for eight. Then I see games where he's, like, zero for ten. I get that's part of being a shooter. Yeah. And you, just, you wouldn't expect to see that from a guy who shoots, like, 40% from three. Yeah. Like damn near 40%. I like I like that one more than the first one. Yeah, would I you, have a John Collins trade true. Would you do that without the first round pick? No, give me a, you gotta give me a pick. You gotta give a pick. Yeah, same yeah, here. I, I was so thinking I just, like, yeah, the, a team has to throw in a pick when you're trading for Beal. Can I give my uh, John Collins trade? Yeah, does not I want to hear this. Bradley Bradley Beal was not in my trades. <laughs> Let me. I'm gonna trade Bradley. Be, excuse me, Bradley Beal. I'm gonna trade John Collins to the Mavs. I'm, so the Mavs are going to get John Collins and Tony Snell for Finney Smith, Maxi Kleber, Josh Green, and two first-round picks. I don't Would feel like do that's that enough. What, dude, what do you? What else do you want? He's John Collins. He's not Anthony Davis. You're getting two good players, two first-round picks, and basically a rookie. What more do you want? Yeah, and plus John Collins is on a one-year deal. Yeah, he's a restricted free agent, so he's going to have to get paid. I like Luka and Collins more than I like Trey Young and Collins. Man, and if KP gets it together, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, it might be nice. And but... KB can stretch the floor for Collins. He doesn't have to play next to Clint Capella, who's just, you know, lobs. Lob City, Capella. Yeah. No, I like that one. I like it. 
the Mavs need to make some type of deal. They really do. They've been coming on lately with Luka getting more in shape, but they still are one piece away. Go ahead. I was trying to find some some trade candidates for them, and it was just hard, man, because a lot of players on their team are just making way too much money, particular KP. Like, KP with that contract, dude, he is making so much money. The only good thing is they have some expiring contracts, like Hardaway and James Johnson are both expiring, so they could flip those for some assets. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, this is the second. I have three, but low cam I add one, and I'm pissed off you took C.J. McCollum because, you know, I've been trying to trade him for, like, six years. <laughs> All right, I let's sent, hear another one. I sent one. C.J. to the Magic. I sent C.J. in a first-round pick to the Magic for Aaron Gordon, Al Farouk Aminu, and Mo Bamba. Man, Mo Bamba needs a different scenery, bro. Yeah, bro. It ain't. It ain't. It's, it's not gonna be there, bro. It ain't there. You get a Minu back. You get Aaron Gordon. They've been kind of having their eye on him. I've been hearing. And I was like, that man makes sense. I don't think. I don't think they'll feel like that's enough for CJ McCollum, though. I think they just. They think really highly of him. Like Dame. Dame will be pissed off. Like Dame loves the relationship he has with with CJ McCollum. And to him, he's like, all right, well, who we getting? Look, do you like this lineup of Dame, CJ, Gary Trent Jr., Robert Covington, Cantor, or do you like the lineup of Dame, Gary Trent Jr., Covington, Aaron Gordon, Cantor? You're a little bit bigger, but... You're much better on defense. You can let Trent just space the court. Aaron Gordon offers you some shot production or shot making production. Excuse me. He can kind of get himself going. Granted, you're going to lose some scoring, but you get a lot more defense and you get some more depth. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And Orlando gets a guy who can shoot, which they have had one of those other than Terrence Ross in a long time. No, it, it makes sense. It, it makes sense for them. But to me, I feel like, you know, Dame is going to have a big say on what they get for CJ McCollum. And to me, he'll like he'll probably void something and be like, no, like we're not going to trade CJ McCollum for Aaron Gordon and a couple guys like we need more. But it makes sense. It makes sense. I just don't think it'll make sense for Dame because Dame is, you know, that's his boy. I get I get the relationship would suck, but I get some point you got to realize this shit ain't working. We got to try something new. Maybe we got to take a step back to take a couple steps forward. Yeah. And I I just added this one. What if you're the Hawks and Magic? You trade John Collins for Aaron Gordon straight up. That's interesting. I would do that in a heartbeat if I was Atlanta. Me too. I would do that too. I feel like both guys need a fresh scene. Yeah. Because uh, John Collins turned down a couple of deals by Atlanta. Yeah. Like I don't expect how. I, I know someone's probably going to overpay him. But it's still what? like, dude, they gave you a lot of money. I don't know how much more money you need. And, and low key, bro, I don't think you're going to like this last one. This one's based off a real report. The Lakers are going to trade Trez and a second-round pick, and they're going to get Devontae Graham and P.J. Washington. I would love that. I would low-key do that in a heartbeat. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm, you like that I'm not kidding you. I put that one in here to make you mad. No, I, I like that one. I like P.J. And what about Devontae? Just like icing on the cake? Yeah, Devon, I like Devontae Graham, too. He's a shooter. Like, I I wouldn't mind those guys at all. Definitely would help in, like, the immediate. Just get two guys who are, yeah. like, decent. I don't think Devontae Graham would play much in the playoffs, but, you know, maybe come in and be like a – get 15 points in a game. It's going to remind me of when the Lakers – who they trade to get Adam Morrison and Shannon Brown? And then everyone got excited for Morrison, but, like, Shannon <laughs> Brown ended up being the good player. Yeah. Remember that? Who they trade? Who was that? I think it was Mo Evans. No. 
No, you're on drugs. My reference was long gone. <laughs> I forgot who it was. It was for Vladimir, Vladimir Radmanovich. Oh, yeah, oh, my gosh. So many assets involved in that trade. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to say my last two. Okay, I had some fun with these. You have two more? I got two I got two more. I was in the I was right. in the lab, bro. Is there Beal in this? No, no Beal. Thank God. <laughs> okay, so this one is with the Knicks. Okay? I had some fun with this one. The Knicks, you know, they're you know, they're they're all right this year. They might be a playoff team, right? They're on the tip system. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's hear it. Okay. So the Knicks are going to trade Alec Burks and Kevin Knox <laughs> for Victor Oladipo. Okay. That, that's not enough to get Victor Oladipo. Bro, but I like do the you idea. really think Oladipo's value is that high? I know. I just don't think the two. – you're giving him two pieces of trash. <laughs> Alec Burks like, is not that bad. Bro, are you serious? Yes. Bro. Kevin Knox, other than that one summer league, come on. Yeah, Kevin Knox yeah, is probably a lost cause, but they don't know playing? that. <laughs> is he even playing? I mean, you think could take another lost cause. They got Kevin Porter. Yeah, let me see. Let me see the Knicks roster. Can you at least like throw in Frank N- Nilakina to that offer? I wanted to, but I felt like it was a little oh, bit Oh, that's better. too much? That's where you draw the line? <laughs> I didn't want to make it seem like I'm throwing in three pieces of trash. <laughs> well, I mean, is that where you draw the line? Oh, Frank Nikolina. <laughs> like, bro, I I haven't heard anything from him since he got drafted. Yeah. Well, if Oladipo is going to be good again any time in his career, this is the lowest his trade value is going to be. Like, this is the lowest you're going to get him for. Because right now it's you low. Know, you're right. You know what? I thought of one player I would add, and I'd accept. Give me Austin Rivers back. Let me take him back to Houston where he belongs. <laughs> Oh, man. That one I was just having some fun with, all right? All the deep on the Knicks. I think he'll really, all right, I like it. He'll really right. help him out. Okay, this next one. It involves the Nuggets and the Kings, okay? It's something that the that the Nuggets, <laughs> you know, kind of need. You know, they lost out on Jeremy Grant this year. He's over there dying in Detroit, being a freaking looter in the fire, scoring a bunch of points. So they I need like a wing it. player, Okay. The Nuggets are training Gary Harris, who is a freaking lost cause, who's literally a defensive point guard, and his offensive game has fell off the face of the planet. He's a pure lockdown who can't shoot. Exactly. In 2K terms. <laughs> Nothing worse than a lock who can't shoot. And he's getting paid $19 million, okay, for his contract. Um, and I threw in Bobo. Okay, got a little bit of potential there. <laughs> That's the sweetener. That's the sweetener. All right. For Harrison Barnes. From the Sacramento Kings, Harrison Barnes has been having a very underrated year, and I think he can really help out the Nuggets. Can I at least get P.J. Dozier, too, out of the steal? <laughs> Go ahead. Fucking take him. <laughs> oh, man. I would do that. I would do that for both teams, but the, apparently the Kings think they're going to be buyers, so they don't want to trade. I know. I heard that. I heard that. Like, poor, they don't want to be sellers. Team. Yeah. Let me let me uh, dash your hopes, Kings fans. It ain't this year. It ain't next year. It's not the year after that. <laughs> but look, th- the Nuggets need to find a way to improve because I feel like during oh, this yeah, trade absolutely. deadline, they need to be aggressive. Like they got a couple pieces. I I, I was trying so hard to find a couple of trades that involved um, Michael Porter Jr. You know, because I do think he's a he's an interesting piece to have, and I think a lot of teams will be interested in him. But it's hard. It's hard to find the value. It's hard to throw in those contracts because Gary Harris is going to be hard to get rid of. 
Gary Harris is making a lot of money and he's not that good. But I think they fucked up from the get-go and they should have traded for Harden, to be honest. I'm glad they didn't do that trade. I don't think they effed up on that one. I think they messed up. I I think they had an opportunity to go at him a little bit harder and they had the assets to do it and they didn't pull the trigger. But I mean, it's all done and with it's all done with now. He's on the nets, but uh, that would have been good. That would have been cool to have Harden on their team. I disagree. I don't want to see Harden dribble the ball and Jokic calling for it and never get the ball. <laughs> and Jamal Murray. Oh, Jamal Murray would have been in the trade. So He probably would have. No, he would have been in the trade. Would you throw Murray or Porter in the trade if you had to pick one? If I had to pick one, oh, Porter. You would throw Porter in before Murray? Yeah. Kind of want to I kind of want to run harder in a point. Let Murray just go to Houston. I did hear though the reports where where you know Harden was having those trade rumors. They were asking for Jamal Murray and Denver didn't want to let go of him cuz it was still, you know, it was still in their in the back of their mind. Like bubble, like all bubble Murray, you know what I mean? But dude, like if he if he keeps on, you know, struggling and not being this consistent player that we want him to be, uh, I would have traded. I would have traded for Harden in a heartbeat. But time will tell. It really will. I can't wait to see Jamal Murray just shut us up in the playoffs. Coming, he probably averages like thirty five. <laughs> and then after the post, like the after season podcast, we're talking about Jamal Murray. Don't buy it. It's not going to happen. didn't happen after the bubble. It's not going to happen now. This has been a crazy week of the NBA, of just injuries and news. And hopefully Thursday we have some stuff to talk about. We're going to try to do a Thursday pod, right, Juan? Hopefully, man. Hopefully there's there's some big trades out there. Hopefully we're not talking about freaking um, Kevin Knox getting traded. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping he gets traded now. <laughs> but there you have it, folks. All right. There's our podcast. Um, did a little bit of, you know, everything, a little MVP talk, injuries, Atlanta Hawks, a little bit of trade predictions slash opinions. Um, I had a lot of fun with this one, and I know Max did too. Uh, this was a fun one. It really is. Anytime we can make trades, and especially make some dumb trades that just hopefully piss off the other person, even though apparently they love the trade. Come on, Trez for Devontae <laughs> Graham and PJ Washington. I don't like it, and I made the trade. It's always fun. Yeah, it's fun, man. Um, well, remember, if you're watching this on YouTube, go down and subscribe, bro. What the hell are you doing? Get us to 150 subscribers already, bro. All right? We're almost there. If you guys are on Spotify, go ahead and click that follow button. If you guys are on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and subscribe on there too, bro. Give us a five-star rating. It really helps us out, bro. It means the world to us. And as always, social media, we're always dropping content daily, okay? You always know when we're dropping our podcast. You can always see exclusive content, like when we throw out our top 10 power rankings for the NBA. Um, make sure to go follow us on there. That is at Max underscore Juan Cast. Uh, anything else? That's it, bro. I'm just thankful for anyone who supports us, man. Real talk. You guys don't have to, but you do, and that means a lot, especially for people who just set out just to have fun with this yeah and i just want to echo what max said dude i we appreciate you guys we love you guys uh it means the world to us just by you guys listening to our podcast man we're really we're really grateful all right but for now i'm gonna be heading out i'm out too peace peace